We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. So Teddy has discovered Gwen Stefani's Hollaback Girl. Oh, it's doing the rounds again. It's a good Is it? Yes. Okay, that's why. He's discovered it. He loves it because it's a banger. Yeah. But he can't believe she says shit. <laughs> Is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Because it ain't no Hollaback Girl. He loves it. He's so cute singing along. Anyway, he censored it himself so he could sing it around. Oh, bless. I never told him he had to, but he just goes, how you spell bananas? S-H-A-N-A-N-A. Yes, because he gets confused that it's this shit, shit is bananas. Oh, so he says, how you spell bananas? S-H-A. And I'm like, oh, what's happening in the filing in your oh. brain there, bro? It's so freaking cute, though, to see so, him being like, because it ain't no hollaback, girl. <laughs> so cute. I love it. I love how angelic it is that he's oh. aware of the swear word. I know. I was literally talking about this with my friend yesterday whose mate has a daughter who's best friends with her daughter and her mate plays it in the car and her daughter came home singing it but she sings this ship is bananas (laughs) so her mum told her oh it's ship the ship's bananas and the kids are like oh my god a ship made of bananas bananas. and they think it's the best thing ever but my mate was saying that ship and shit sounds so similar similar. that the first time her kid came home singing it she was like i beg your pardon (laughs) she was like no mum, it's ship She's like, okay, what do your teachers think at daycare? Maybe you shouldn't sing that song. Well, why shouldn't I sing that song? It's Forbidden Fruit. Now I want it more. And she's like, Forbidden Bananas. Forbidden Bananas. Should we get into the episode? put it on. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut from The Gram, along with my co-host, Kate Reeves. Hello, Revsity Duda. Hi, babe. How are ya? I'm swell. I just wanted to share a quote with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Getting straight in. Webster's Dictionary defined. <laughs> you know when something just lands in your feed oh, yeah. and it lingers in your heart. <laughs> It's one of those. Okay. It's now my new motto for parenting. Oh, all right. It's had a real effect. Look, it's a big call, but food for thought. Here we go. The quote is, if your child is a C in maths, but a superstar at soccer, hire a coach, not a maths tutor. Yeah, it's good. Mm. I guess the reason why it resonated with me so heavily is Rafa has such strong leanings. Mm. Areas of interest. Yes. Yes. And I just want to, as best as I can, I suppose, foster her areas of interest and really allow her to explore them fully. I know we did an episode talking about your Teddy's phases. And I think Raph will have a similar experience of the world. She goes hard and is passionate. And not to kind of toot my own horn or our horn, our collective horn, is you and I are both intensely passionate people and I think it's a beautiful way to exist oh, and live. Because a few weeks ago you were calling it fickle but it's fine it's a beautiful way to exist now it's fine. Hey I didn't mention about the phases 
I am less of a phaser than anyway, you. Anyway, back to Raph. But I just thought it was really a lovely sentiment. reminder and sentiment, but also to be like, you know what, Gem, if there are things that she's not crushing or killing or yeah. doing well at, let it go. Totally. And don't focus your energy on that being a necessity for life because it seldom is. Yeah, totally. You know, like how often are you using Pythagoras? <laughs> Never. Exactly. Well, speaking of passionate people, do you want to hear a fun story, DLs? I actually debated my way out of maths in year nine. Do you remember this? I do remember. <sighs> Pretty cool. Like, <laughs> Speaking of horn tooting. <laughs> so I hated maths. And uh, look, I have already come on this podcast before and said it's quite confronting to me when I'm out of my depth, when I'm not crushing it, as you put it, when I'm not really good at something, I am a brat. Like I only am comfortable if I'm excelling at something or doing something very well. Anything I'm subpar in, I am wildly out of my depth and I want to quit. Like the triathlon. Do you remember how confronted I was that I was like, I want to quit. How can I get COVID? How do I get out of it? Even though I'd committed to it. I was and also you still brought it. Yeah, I still brought it. I can but liken this to something just really quickly, yeah. if I may. Deals. In our live show, there's choreography. Yeah, lots. Some. Okay. There's not For lots. me, it's lots. For Revs, it's lots. For someone okay. who can't grapevine, it's lots. Now, this is one of Revs' blind spots. Blind spots? It's a lot of people's blind spots. This isn't outrageous. A lot of people can't do choreography. It's okay. She's signed up. She's subscribed. Yeah. We're doing curry. Like I had a lot the- of choice. <laughs> yeah. But for someone who would say that she doesn't crush curry, she's fucking giving it a red hot go. Thanks, babe. I am. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That's all I have to say, that I am proud of you for showing up, leaning in, giving it a go, despite it not coming naturally to you. Yes, no, I have to work harder. I did need a Cory tutor. And DLs, <laughs> when you see Revs dance and do Cory, like, please, speaking of hollering, holler, you know? You give me an old clap. Hoot and give holler. Give this old girl a clap to make her feel good. <laughs> and segueing back to what you were saying. Anyway, so year nine, high school, it was late year nine. So we're going into year 10. And I basically debated to the principal and vice principal and the head of pastoral care. And I was like, I have prepared a presentation on why I should no longer continue with high school maths. I gave them research of the career I wanted to do and then two backup careers, the degree I wanted to get into after school and the two backup degrees. I made this watertight presentation about how and why I shouldn't be in maths. And I had many reasons, including that I would distract other people because I was bored. Anyway, I made this petition and the principal and vice principal made special concession for me to quit maths altogether from the end of year nine. A school first. For British and American DLs, something that you don't know is that English and maths is actually compulsory, compulsory up to year 11. Or at least it was in our day. Yes. I don't know if it still is. And then when you get to year 12, you can obviously elect your subjects. But oh, man, maths and English is the one that just drags all, you all the way to the finish line. And Rev's very cleverly convinced him to drop it. Yeah, I did. Or all, to let her drop it. I did 100% humanities for my HSC. But it was funny because the mythology, right? Mm. And this is my inner rebel. The mythology that everyone says is like, but you don't know what degree you want to do and you don't know what you're going to go into and you're going to need some basic level of maths and you won't be able to get into this. And I was like, no, 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 no. Bitches, I'm a theatre director. (laughs) I don't need it. Turns out you need tons of maths to put on theatre. 
Because it costs a lot of money. Anyway, the point is I argued my way out of maths and uh, that's how I live my life. I debate my way out of things. And this is why you have Gemma who did a lot of maths unwillingly in year 12, but kind of off the coattails of Revzi's mm. story. I also debated my way in year 11 and 12 and I remember talking with Mr. Harper, our deputy head, and I explained to him why I only needed to do 10 units and not 12. So why did you have to debate for that? Because I did 10 units. Because the school that we were at had at the time a very strong stance on doing 12 units. But only t- so for with everyone, the understanding only 10 get counted. Yes, yeah. with the understanding that two of those units will get dropped. Yeah. So obviously you had already had your discussion. So they were like, yeah, do 10 units. But for me, I really had to push yeah. to do 10 because I said, look, I know I have heavy leanings in the arts. <laughs> in fact, all of my subjects are pretty much arts based except for maths and business studies and they were like well this is our concern like it's very arts heavy you know blah 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 they don't grade highly you know how there's like a sliding scale just funny because they would never make someone who was like oh it's very maths and sciencey yeah. you sure you don't want to chuck some arts in there for balance no they never it's do that so it's the other way around it's yeah, skewed it's, it's really unfair. bullshit it is bullshit yeah. but yeah i only did 10 units and i backed every single unit that i did point is we get what we want we do <laughs> For learning shit for the sake of it, no maybe counting. That just made me rage. Yeah. I was like, why would I do a whole subject that won't get counted? That's a waste of my time. Hundred P agree. Anyway, we're on the same page, let's babe. Not reminisce about U twelve a minute longer. Okay, moving right along. Slight segue, but an important one. I met some DLs. <gasps> yes. Weirdly, all in the last week. Ah. And they're not just any DLs. They are significant DLs. <laughs> First of all, I was in Cabarita. Yep. Nowhere near home. First thing is I run into our DL, who's the OG bestie hotline DL, sharing her fantastic story about her mother-in-law cutting her daughter's hair oh without any consent. It was one of our best bestie hotlines, and we've since referred to it multiple times, and then you run into her. Literally at a cafe. I'm so glad you came up to how's me. How's the hair looking? The hair looks great. Her daughter's okay. gorgeous, and she was like, this is my daughter, and I was like, how's your relationship with your mother-in-law? And she went, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. And then... <laughs> Uh, I looked at her with this sort of puzzling look and she was like, oh, look, (laughs) I met her husband. It was great. It was a lovely meet. And then a few days later, I ran into our DL who conceived twins off the back of our sex candle. I mean, I don't understand why those twins aren't called Gem and Revs. Yeah. I I know they're boys, but it doesn't matter. It's it's 2023, Gem and Revs. I know. Bit of a flex. I got to cuddle one of the twins. Oh. He was divine. I actually cuddled both, but one was not happy in my arms, so I took the chill one. This is the oh, best that's thing the about revs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I swapped it out. <sighs> so that was a delightful meetup cool. as well. And she is coming to our live show. She's yes. booked a hotel. It was her present to herself <gasps> for her birthday. She's leaving the twins. Dude, yes. I can one up it. Go on. I have just learnt of a DL who will be breastfeeding a newborn when the show is on. Mm-hmm. She's coming and her husband is sitting in the car with the baby in the parking lot stop it while she comes into the show for 90 minutes i can't handle the dedication and we have to make sure it's a good show just for her what city sydney okay well by then it'll be like a well-oiled machine well we won't say that they're all good (laughs) they're all good they're all gonna be good (laughs) it's gonna be amazing from day one hungy p (laughs) Uh, 
All right, and third DL, just to cap off this little love fest. Um, I met her yesterday, actually, in the playground. Now, she's a beautiful DL. If you are not in our Facebook group, why not? Get on in there. But we did an episode, I got a call back to that episode, where I talked about my experience with Rafa's curiosity with a girl in the playground who has cerebral palsy and just navigating the tricky conversations, all the feelings you have as a parent where you fret and worry that your child is going to say and do the wrong thing. Anyway, we since then had a beautiful DL. Her name is Celine. She shared in our Facebook group, introducing everyone to her gorgeous daughter, Ava, and basically shared a series of tips on what to say, what not to say, how to respond. It was just an incredibly generous post. It was very generous. Anyway, I ran into her and her gorgeous daughter, Ava, at the playground. And I was like, I need to chat. We had a hug. Like, I don't know. It was just... Jelly. It was a loving. Anyway, she's amazing. She's amazing and so generous in the Facebook group. Yes. Like we've always said it's not the parents of kids with differences job to educate all of us on how to be comfortable around them. What did she say to you? She said like, no, I'm making it my job. Yeah, like she I want to do this for my kid and for all the kids. And oh, she's just generous and amazing. And yeah, get in the Facebook group. It's the best friends club, y'all. All right, you know what I don't have time for? Oh, oh, this, one, this one sounds heavy. Yeah. What don't you have time and for? And I'm going to have to like feel my way through this That's one. all right. I'm here. I'm holding space, baby. I don't have time for my teddy boy's innocence being ripped away from him in the canteen line at school. <gasps> I know. I'm really upset I to know. hear this. Now, I'm going to use a bit of code to tell this story because I just want to protect everyone involved. I want to embarrass anybody. And if you've got little ears around, you know, definitely chuck your earphones in. Anyway, this is awkward and I'm not comfy with this. But I'm going to try and tell the story because I think it's helpful. Okay. He comes up to me just before I put them to bed and he says, Mum, what's come? And I was like, What, babe? Because, you know, that word has multiple meanings. And I was like, Surely he doesn't mean in the sexual way. Mm. And, and he's like, What's come? And I said, What do you mean, babe? And he goes, Insert boy's name in the canteen line, told me and another boy that it's what comes out of your willy when you want to make a baby. I mean,. So here I am standing in the living room and you know it's 7.30 yeah. and you're like Ready done. to clock off from parenting. You done. Yeah. I'm like literally about to hop him into bed and give him a kiss goodnight and a book and say, sweet dreams, my sweet, innocent six-year-old. No, mum, what's come? I did really well, Jem. I didn't put any shame or shock. Well done. I sat down with him, like where we were on the floor. We were in the middle of the room, like there was no furniture. We sat down on the floor. Where and was I, like, Isla at this point? She was watching her iPad. Great. So, so you could zone in on him. Yeah, he, she didn't even hear any of this. She wouldn't know what this is I don't think and we sat down and I like put him in my lap I think I wanted to make him little yeah and safe oh, and I was like oh okay look some people call it that but the real word for that is semen that was good right mm. I think I did that part I'm well. proud of you I think that's I think it's important that you identified the fact that there are many names yes for this yes and he's like oh and he looked perplexed yeah and I was like, who told you this? And he said the name of the boy who was in year six. Oh, and okay. I was like, filling with rage. Fucking year six. I was like, what are year six boys doing in the fucking canteen line telling my innocent little year one boy and his mate about this? In what context and what the hell else? You know, yeah. like I was spiraling in my head, but I stayed calm. And I was like, some people call it that, but it's really called semen. And then he looked perplexed and I said, do you have any questions? And he said, is it true? And I was like, oh my God, he's not caught on the word because I was caught on the word. He's caught on something comes out of my willy that's not we, you know? And I was like, oh my God, this is massive. I can't fuck this up, you know? And I was like, oh, 
yes, it is true. He's like, to make a baby? And I was like, yes, when you want to make a baby, semen will come out of your penis. Oh, man, I'm sweating. And he goes, so you don't need a girl. <laughs> oh, bless. So I don't know what mon- sea monkeys he's imagining. He can just make a baby in his bedroom. But also the fact that he said that, so you don't need a girl, then makes yeah. you go, fuck, what has someone shown you? Uh, I, I know. He didn't. He would have told me if he'd seen something. Okay. I knew it was talk. Because okay, he definitely set that up. And I was like, um, no, you do need a girl. You need to put the semen in the girl. And oh. then I was just like, oh, please make this end. But also I can't, I was just feeling like I simultaneously wanted it over and to absolutely nail it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you need to put the semen in a girl. And he was like, right. And then he just looked kind of scared. And I was like, do you have any questions? He goes, will I have to do that? And I said, mate, this isn't going to happen to you for years. This only starts happening when you're much older. And he goes, oh, okay. And he was really relieved. Oh, bless. And I was like, do you have any more questions? And he goes, no, I don't think so. And I was like, so who said that again? <laughs> like I was yeah. really like doing that, but I'm trying not to like make mm. a big deal. Anyway, and then I was like, listen, buddy, if you ever want to ask me anything else about that, you can always ask me. I can talk you through it. Anyway, I put him to bed. He, he was fine. He moved on. There was no trauma <laughs> for him. But I was like, oh, my God, I find it so easy to talk to my kids about female reproduction. Like I literally a day before had been like, my ovulation's killing me. And they're like, oh, mommy, are you making eggs? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, you know, we have that kind of household where they know all about ovulation, periods, you know, fucking fallopian tubes, uterus lining. They know everything. They know what a period is. They know what ovulation is. They know how babies are made. And yet this really simple question of like Undid bodily you. fluids, yeah. it really made me uncomfortable. Anyway, I was talking to a girlfriend about it and she's like, well, that's okay. That's because it's the sexualized version. Like no one, no scientist or doctor calls it cum. <laughs> like that's the porn version. Okay. I Can I be naive yeah. for a second? I understand that it's the sexualized version, I think, but I also thought cum was also just another word for sperm, spoof, semen. Like it I, is, I actually wouldn't come up in a sex ed class would Would it it? wouldn't it I don't know know. like this is where I'm feeling naive like for me cum isn't exclusive to porn like I feel like no I know you and I would say it to each other yeah a casual conversation we would not say it around our kids no you would be like and then he came (laughs) he just (laughs) wouldn't and then he came all over her back (laughs) (laughs) but then I wouldn't say (laughs) and then he (laughs) but also in front of my kids I wouldn't say and then he spread semen all over I wouldn't say either. Yeah, yeah, if I'm a, okay, but riddle me this. Yeah. What are the origins of cum? I don't know, but I'm, I don't think I knew it in year six and I'm worried about the corruption of the uh, little baby brains. And, and, and it's just a word. It's just a word. It's not a big deal. Without a context, I think it's kind of fine. It, he wasn't upset about it. Yeah. He was more upset this something was going to come fly out of his willy and make a baby. That was more upsetting, which I understand. Do you oh, know what I mean? I would too. Imagine <laughs> if someone told us, by the way, some green goo. This green gack, <laughs> you know, like you see on Nickelodeon, that shit is going to come out of your clitoris one day. Oh like, like, I, like, if, you know, I, if just a checking year, you know there's no hole in the clitoris. I know. Okay. But I'm just, I'm trying to 
liken it, right, yeah, to yeah, a strange yeah. like alien say, situation yeah. where if a year six kid told me that and that yeah. was my first yeah. exposure to it. And, Rebsy, I get what you were saying about how it's in these moments where you're like, I want to abort out of this conversation ASAP, yeah. but at the same time you go, I want them to hear it from me. Yep, and I want to get it right. And I want to get it right. I want to yeah. make it not scary, no shame. Yes. Just like just tell it how it is in a way he can, like an age-appropriate. I felt out of depth. I felt like, am I going to fuck this up and like he's going to repeat this to some other kid and then I'm in trouble or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it felt fraught because mm. of the sexualized word. I know. If he'd said, mum, what's semen? I don't know if I would have flinched so much. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, cause we say boner, we say stiffy, we say all sorts of colloquial things. Why? He's like, mum, I got a boner. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. I've got a little stiffy. I just you know, need a little like, more context yeah. for that. Okay. Cause when you're like, <laughs> we say that all the time. I'm like, we do we say all okay. the things like my kids are in a very sex positive house yeah. and they know anatomically everything and they understand things, but that just felt sexualized. And my friend saying that to me helped me feel better mm. about my reaction. Because I was like, no, you're right. It is. It's sexual. Whereas ovulation isn't sexual. You know, the spelling of the word come yeah. has always bothered me. Right. I don't know why. I think it's the differentiator between are you coming to dinner? <laughs> I've written into Google, where does the word come come from? <laughs> Genuinely interested okay. in its origins. Yeah. Come is a variant of the sexual sense of come that originated in pornographic writing. There you there go, you go Revzy. Perhaps first in the noun sense, this experience of sexual orgasming slang, meaning of come. I genuinely want to know if it's an abbreviation. It feels old world and that we've taken it like, you know, it does feel like it's a hang around for yeah. like the restoration period. You seem so calm about it. Like I was quite shocked. And when I've told the story on, it does shock people. I think there's something about it. I don't know. I just, it feels like it's not something I even felt comfortable saying as an adult until recent years. Do you know what I mean? It's a word that has, it's dirty. Don't you reckon? I don't, I honestly don't have the same experience That's as you. That's so I don't, wild because you're don't, normally the Catholic guilt one. I am. I'm normally the sex positive one. But well, like that word doesn't make you like bristle a little bit? No. Yeah, I'd right. struggle more with um, dry humping. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Like that sounds come. so innocent. I know. I don't know why. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. the word come for me, I still go... <laughs> You're just trolling me now. <laughs> it's it's anatomical. But, yes, I guess it is linked to the pornography yeah, industry. It's not the, like, medical term mm. or the technical term. You know? I think you're right to be shocked that someone in year six, I'm just trying to cast yeah. my mind back to being in year six, and I definitely was not aware. No, I remember of, learning the word horny yeah. in year six. From movies? No, from a kid mm. and being like, ugh, I don't like the sound of that at all. But okay. I'm sure it came with a bunch of shame because I can't remember yeah. the context. But, you know. I remember Tingles, <laughs> south of the border. Do you remember that? So I'll never forget this. It was in year six or year seven and we were at our friend Juz. She had a pool party at her house and she had these pool ponies. <laughs> and me and my friend <laughs> were racing each other across the pool in these pool ponies. We were dry humping the pool ponies. We were dry humping the pool ponies. And I remember her turning to me and go, did you get Tingles? And I was like, yeah. <gasps> Yes, I got tingles. She's like, how good's the tingles? Yeah, tingles. And then, oh my God, it's so and then, sweet and innocent. Yes, but then that night yeah. we had a sleepover and we watched a movie and there was like a kissing scene This is in all it. in one 24-hour period. Yeah. What a like, coming of age story. Coming of age. Ah! 
It was title a- of the episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the awakening. And uh, we watched a movie with kissing, and that same friend was like, "Is anyone getting tingles?" Oh, and so she was all about the tingles. She was all about the tingles, and we were like, "Yes, yes," because you know what it's like. Yeah. It's the horniness kicking yeah. in, but you don't have the language for it at the time. But yeah, tingles was tingles where it all started. So cute. It is cute. May it's- we all have many tingles. Yeah. <laughs> Pop a shower head on your vag. All right. That, wow. Look, we've all made friends with a spa jet in our time, but we sure uh, have. yeah, it's so interesting really but yeah it look it shocked me and I don't have time for it and I just thought I, this stuff would be coming from my nine-year-old daughter before it came from my six-year-old son mm. you know god it's really hard isn't it that you can't protect them I know from I know. the world the playground I know older kids like but that's okay like yeah. I'm at peace with that part of it yeah. like you yeah, have to be I did have a moment of wrestling and be like do I need to call his dad do I need to write an email to the school oh do I need to do something about because I'm not stoked with this year six talking to you one like this in the canteen line that's not cool but I was like but it's done what do I want to happen I want some kid to get shamed and in trouble and some parent Mm. to feel awful no I don't want any of that and like no you can't protect them and yes he's going to learn things like this as he gets older and is at school and goes out into the world but also he himself will be in year six at one point and what are you going to do like when are you going to find the time in the flurry of life to sit down your kid in year six so how old will he be then 10 11 to sit down with him and say hey it's not cool to talk to a kid in year one I about- already did this well you of I course this did. as an opportunity I was like hey this is just a reminder that you know you shouldn't really talk to kids who are heaps younger than you about stuff that feels grown sure up. Yeah. and I think in this present moment it absolutely makes sense to have that chat but that's going to need to be reinforced yeah. again and again and again and there's so much going on in life yeah you know you always plan to have these conversations yeah. it's like I always planned to sit down and have a conversation with Rafa about meeting kids with disabilities and differences and how to make them feel included and ask them their name and all those sorts of things. Did I get to have that moment? No, until it was too late. Yeah, yeah. And this is a similar thing where it's not that parent's fault that their kid is doing that. And that's why I ultimately was like, no, me and Teddy, we did that. We handled it. I think I handled it okay. Like Mm. he's fine. We don't need to involve anyone else. And I felt okay about it. And I didn't want there to be like weird repercussions or to add any shame to something that didn't have a lot of shame in it already. And I was like, no, the goal is that he's resilient, not that he's protected. As you say, we cannot protect them from these things. The quicker he learns, oh, some people think this, some people think that, some people behave this way, some people think he can, the quicker he can get his own compass for where he wants to be in the world, right? That's the goal. So yeah, I just had to sit with myself a lot and it was confronting because I'm like, think of myself as so sex positive and yet I was a little undone by it. I wonder though if that's because it's man bits. Yeah, for sure. You know? But I mean, if Isla was like, Mum, what's a belting orgasm? I'd be like, Oh, all right. <laughs> here we go. At the moment, the only questions I'm dealing with is, um, How are we here on earth? Oh, God. No, not the three year old existential crisis. I was like, Far out. Well, I don't know. Can we- <sighs> We're just here. Dude, my sister is in the same place. Her three year old wants to know what's alive. I guess what has consciousness. Mm-hmm. He's having his own little Barbie moment. He's yep. like, Our walls alive. Our colors alive. Our songs alive. You know? <laughs> houses alive oh it's a lot and my sister has to have so much patience oh it's exhausting it's exhausting oh my god yeah you want to be the one to answer it yeah so how do you answer it 
What is the point, mum? What is the point of all this? I'll confess I did not nail it. I skirted around it. I said, well, you know, um, we all start off as babies. It's like, yes, we started off as babies. But actually it was Rafa who then chimed in on the chat and said, uh, but who was the first man and woman? Oh, wow. And I was like, do I get biblical? (laughs) Do I go down the Big Bang Theory? (laughs) Well, we don't know who the first man and woman were. Well, I mean, if you're biblical, it's Adam and Eve. (laughs) You know, I struggle. I confess. I, I want to be like, hit the pause button on life, go and do research, come back, press play, and if then only. give it the answer. If yeah. only. I mean, you can do that. You mm. can go, you know what? I just want to do some research and I'll come back to you. You yeah. could do that. Yeah. That's perfectly acceptable. That's true. Raph asked me the other day about electricity oh. and she was like, how does electricity get to all the houses? And I was like, well, wow. We, yeah, genuinely in the car. I was with my sister-in-law and I said, uh, well, we have like a electrical grid system <laughs> under the roads she's like so I can't see it and I was like no and then I happened to drive past power lines and I was like but actually we also have some above the road those are called power lines and they all link to the houses they're all on the grid and the electricity and she goes and it travels through like really fast and we can't see it and I was like yeah that's yeah that's reminded me of when I had to explain what wi-fi was to my kids because we had their ipad somewhere where there was no wi-fi and they're like and Teddy's like did you bring the wi-fi and he starts looking through my bag and I'm like honey it's not a thing it's not a device not a thing you can hold Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> it's not tangible. Oh, man. Oh, dear. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I don't have time for exhausting childcare through my parents. Uh, <laughs> you've really asked a lot lately. Yeah, I've maxed it out. Yeah. And now it's... It really it's... sucks when you hit debit yeah, <laughs> on I, that. Yeah, and I found myself in a bind at the moment because... Our au pair's away. She's in Bali. Hubs has been on a roadshow for work, so he's away. And I've really... You've re- never been busier. <laughs> I've never been busier prepping for this live show with Revsidi Duda. And I've lent on my parents so hard that, yes, I am in the red. <laughs> and as Revs and I were looking through our schedule this week, I was like, oh, there's no one to pick my child up that day. Who do I turn to? Anyway... The struggle of leaning on your parents for support. Now, I will say very privileged, very lucky to have incredibly hands-on and helpful parents. But there's an interesting dynamic that happens where you you can feel. Oh, yes. You know, you can feel their limit. They don't say it, yeah. but you know it. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't do anything about it because you absolutely need the support. Oh, my God. I'm just full of apology all the time. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When we went away with my parents and my brother and sister-in-law, we had this situation where I had planned to put the kids into care, but something happened with their enrolment up there and they were wiped out of the system. And so the daycare couldn't have them. Now, I was meant to work while we were away and catch up on a few things but obviously I couldn't with the kids around and I had to lean on my folks and my brother and sister-in-law were both working as well the entire time and I had that moment while we were away where I was like I can now understand and this is not taking anything away from my family we created some great core memory moments okay but it really is easier to travel with friends who have kids the same age as yours 100% like I know this is a given yeah and this is obvious 
this, but it just became really pronounced while I was away because I just thought, fuck, my kids are annoying everyone. <laughs> no one said anything. Yeah. But I just, you know, when they're on their hands and knees screaming and crying and then the other one gets set off by the other one and then there's suddenly harmonies of crying yeah. at full volume. The old 20-month age gap ain't so pretty in those moments. Look, in that moment it definitely wasn't. And when you're away, you've got the added layer of no one sleeping yeah. on their normal routine. They're overtired, yeah. but they're also kind of bored. Like, Yeah, I just felt like I spent a week feeling kind of bad and feeling like I wanted to apologise for my kids all the time and yeah. being like, oh, they're nightmares, you know. And it just, yeah, it felt like a struggle. Oh, yeah. I really understand this being a single mum mm-hmm. because I lean on my mum and my dad and my stepmom a lot <laughs> and my sister. My sister has her own shit going on. She's got 20-month age gap as well with two mm-hmm. little rugrats. And so I like I do sometimes lean on her and she's amazing and she's a super mum so she can handle it, but I try not to because it's a lot. But, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, and then there's a threshold and then you cross it and then you... You need months to get your good juju back. Like I've had a good period where I've like, no, 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 because I wasn't working. I was like, I can do it. I can do it. And I haven't asked for a lot of help, but I'm kind of lucky because I've had some coins in the bank Mm. for the live show, right? That I can like call on some help now and support. But I know at the end of August, I'm going to need a couple of months of recalibration where I don't ask for any favors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to actually, I know this isn't my on brand for me, but it is a lot for the boomer. Like it's annoying. Like other people's kids are annoying, even Rebs, when they're your grandchildren. I know yeah. that you and I are the first oh. people who are going to be like, oh, fucking Rafa. Oh, I know. I'll drop the me fucking again. kids off again. Yeah, again. Yeah. Like, I'm and like, you what are my free fucking childcare? Child <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. We, we are. We will be those yeah. people. I don't even back us to be as good as Yai and Jan. I don't think we'll be good grandmas. No. <laughs> I don't think we will be. I think we're too selfish. Yeah. (laughs) Just how we're kind of shit mums. We'll probably be kind of shit grandmas. I mean, I like to think I'll help, but I reckon I'll have an absolute time limit as well. Yes. Where I'll be like, okay, if I've done enough, get them out of my hair. Yeah. And I'll definitely have that narrative of I raised you. I did my time. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Did we? (laughs) (laughs) Seems like we're working all the time. Um, I know. But like, so I just want to say I get it. Mm. I really get it. It's kind of good for no one. This is why I really think and I know you do have this set up normally it's just like fuck your wheels fall off so regularly but it's like you just pay for it pay for it like well that was my plan you pay for it and I know but I'm just saying generally yes like I know it's lovely to have a day of free care but unless that is like something that just works like clockwork you pay for it some other way you always do you know if you can't like have it consistently Mm. it doesn't always work for everybody involved yeah everybody no that's it I was exhausted having my kids around that whole week when they were definitely meant to be in care for three days at the start of the week I felt exhausted for my brother and sister-in-law I felt exhausted for my parents like it is exhausting a part of me was like I'm relieved that you're getting insight (laughs) into what it's like to parent your kids and do all the breakfast and morning routine and the night routine like it's very taxing but bit of a how the sausage gets made moment I got back from Cabba feeling like oh I've definitely exhausted the childcare support from my family won't be calling upon them again 
Brisbane. And Rebs and I going into rehearsal, she messaged me on Sunday and was like, hey, Jem, we really need X, Y, and Z from the live show. You need to go to your mum's storeroom. And I was like, okay, so Hubs is still away. I've got the kids. I'm solo parenting. I've got to go do this, but I don't want to disrupt my parents. So I can't be like, hey, can you guys have the kids while I rummage through all of these old photo albums? Not that I'm giving anything away, but I'm kind of giving things away. Anyway, I had the kids watching TV. I'm down in the storeroom trying to find some shit and my parents came home and then I was acutely aware that they would have been like, oh, you guys again. You guys again. These fuckers. (laughs) And then I came back upstairs and like bless my mum's heart. She'd like got them some food and she's playing Twister with Rafa. You don't deserve Yai. I know. But then I was like trying to wrap it up quickly and then I had that added layer in my head where I was like, I fucking better tidy up. I opened the TV room. There's fucking toys and shit, puzzles upended. A train set had been pulled out and I was like, okay, I need to tidy all this up. And then I'm eyeing the clock because I'm like, oh shit, I got to take Rafa to a birthday thing back in this suburb. I got to drive, you know, it's just, it's a lot. Just Yeah. It's just, there's nothing worse. I just felt apologetic the whole time. I'm like, I'm so sorry I brought the kids here. And you should. Do you know what I mean? But also what else are you to do? Do you know what I mean? It's that like, it's a tension because no one's having fun. It's shit for everyone. It's hard on everyone. Mm. You shouldn't be leaning on them that much, but the cards fell as they may and they should help, but you know, not to the point where you take the pierce. Like it's just rough for everyone. Mm. And there's nothing worse than that feeling of knowing you've crossed the threshold and you've taken the pierce and everyone's shitty because you get defensive. You're like, well, what am I supposed to do? Oh, I need the support. And you're like, you know what? Fine. Don't worry about it. Don't help me. I'm just going to outsource. But like, yeah, it's just a dance. It's a dance. It's a dance and you've got to time it right and you've got to, yeah. It feels like a one person tango. (laughs) It doesn't feel like you're necessarily in a team. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, okay. I don't know. Like, Revzy, you know me. Like, I hate asking for favours from people at the best of times. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to put anyone out and it's not them doing this to me. It's me just having my antennas up and yeah. I'm like, you've had Jack and my kids and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, three and five is also intense, you know? Yeah. It's really intense. Yeah. Everything is a negotiation and they witnessed that. Oh. And I felt, I'm sure. And they're that, both in the unreasonable phase. They still, are. Do you know it's what I mean? like they can bro- both have meltdowns. Brushing like, their teeth is hard. Oh. Getting them to put their pajamas on is hard. Getting them to go to bed. <laughs> Telling them no after the fourth book that yeah. you've read. I'm not reading another one. Then they come back out. I'm hungry. Like they witnessed all of that. I think my mum did extend a little bit of empathy. Like she was like, oh, wow, this is Full a time. lot. Yeah. And I was like, I know. And I'm so fucking grateful for my mum that she has the kids one day a week. Uh, and it's amazing. It's incredible. And she treats it like a job. I've shared it on the podcast before. She turns up at nine, you know, clocks off at five. It, she's consistent as an ox. Yeah. <laughs> and she shows up. Uh, ox is consistent. Yeah, they are. <laughs> when you think of an ox, you know, oh, yeah, consistent as an ox. Great. We'll take I don't think it's stubborn as an ox, but anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yai is ridiculous, as is EJ, your stepdad. Yeah. Like, they are next level. You guys, you've never seen grandparents like this. They are just on when mm. they're with the kids and, like, the kids respect them and they have fun with them and they love them and they totally get back what they put in. But, like, yeah, they are 
incredible. They don't just come over and sit down and like watch you parents. They actually get in there and help. They divide and conquer. They have this whole routine. But they are it's boundary really setters. Yeah, they yes, yes. In in a good way. In a great and, way. And that's kind of taught me to not take the piss until the house of cards falls down, which it did this past yeah. week. And I had to. You know, my mum has this running gag with Raf where she only wipes her bottom on Thursdays. <laughs> you know, because it's a yai day. So if for whatever reason my mum is over, say, on a Sunday afternoon and Rafa goes, can someone wipe my bottom? My mum will go, well, it's not Thursday, is it, Raf? She goes, oh, not a yai day. <laughs> Mummy, can you wipe my bottom? You know, <laughs> it's healthy and it works. But, yeah, I'm just racked with guilt at the moment. Yeah, I think it's very real and mm. I feel bad for everyone in the situation. I just hated that my kids were a buzzkill oh, a number kids- of times while we were away. Kids are a buzzkill. When kill. you're away with your friends with kids, it's like we all collectively hold hands and go, we're in it together. Yeah, yeah. Let's. It's chaos. So oh, everyone's well. kid at some point is going to drop their bundle and there's going to be no judgment yeah, and yeah. there isn't judgment. Yeah. And, you and they keep each other more entertained. Correct. Because they have playmates. Yes. When it's just the two of your kids, they're sick of each other. <laughs> they yeah. already play together. That's you it. might get some windows, but it runs out pretty quick. They just want to know why mummy needs to work again. Thank God for the windows. Yeah. You know, when yeah. they get on, you know what I'm talking about. I it's know. like that golden period that happens every now and then where they just quietly play together well for like an hour. Yeah. But I feel like kids, like if you neg them too much, they just get worse because they're like, oh, I can feel I'm not wanted here. Oh. No one wants me around. And they just act up more, you know, because they need that attention. I'm anticipating the live shows when oh, we yeah. go away. I just feel like they're going to lose their shit. I don't think so. No? I predict something magical is going to happen in your household. What's that? I reckon your hubs is going to run a tight ship and you're going to come home to some little Von Traps. I reckon a bit of a like more disciplinary touch is going to do wonders on this household. I did tell hubs when I go away, I'm very excited to sleep in my own bed and to sleep through the night. <laughs> As a grown-up, oh my god, Gemma uh, started sleeping through the night. <laughs> And I said, while I'm away, can you please sort out Iggy's sleep? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he will. Probably in one night. Stop it. No, it's positive. I know, but I'm tripping. Perfectionist control freak. Just leave it to him. Go on to a sleep through the night and come home to a well-behaved child. It's not even about that, Revs. It's more that they just respect me less. Yes, but maybe you could learn a thing from the respect they show your husband. I just don't know how to garner the respect yeah, from you'll them. You'll get there. Once you've had a taste, there'll be no turning back because it's an opportunity, yeah. you know? I'm just a fucking doormat. You are. It's fine. It's, it's fine. not fine. <laughs> it's not fine. Hit me with your nut spawn. Have I got a nut spawn for you? Hit me, baby. Let me hit you with this one. I've got another show record to watch. Ah. It's not a show. It's a film. It's a documentary movie. It's on Netflix. Now, Revs, have you watched Free Solo? Yeah. What was that tone? Extreme sport people who put their lives in danger for greatness annoy me. But it's fine. Yes, I've watched Free Solo. Very well-made documentary. This doco I'm about to recommend is not for you then, (laughs) given that quick review. I love athletes doing extraordinary things. Uh I'm not here to recommend another docuseries. We know there's a lot of them. Actually, while I'm here, I'm going to disrecommend Quarterback. Okay. Didn't like it. It's on Netflix. (laughs) I didn't. Not not Spawn. (laughs) Don't watch it. It's not well-realized at all. And I actually found the three quarterback people that they follow intensely boring. 
but an incredible documentary movie called The Deepest Breath. It is nail-biting, edge of your seat. Freediving? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, that piques my interest. Why? Because you can help people doing that. What I don't like about free solo is I'm like, he had a fucking partner who was got pregnant or whatever, and I was like, you're just selfish. You're going to fall off a mountain. Like, uh, why would you do this? It's unnecessary death. It's interesting that you say that it's selfish because I even think freediving has an element of selfishness. Yes. Yeah. I think anyone who dedicates themselves that much to one thing are very orbiting planet them yeah you know it's hard to see beyond that but anyway there's a review of the deepest breath that i think captures it perfectly which was it will leave you gasping for air and it does that i have never been on tender hooks through a doco needing to get to the end to find out what happened to these people i really want to encourage people to not watch a trailer okay you know when you go on netflix and you kind of scan over a show or a tv series and it plays recommending no context dive straight in pun intended intended. honestly i challenge you to watch the deepest breath and not be gripped from beginning to end you heard it here first guys gem always has the good tv recos yeah as always i know everyone's a fan of this but it is one you can absolutely watch with your hubby nice hear me with your not I've got a twofer. Oh, go on. But from the same place. You know I'm a fan of GoTo. I love Face Hero to death. Best. So I got to try Sudbud and Skin Wizard from GrowTo. So clever. It's the kids line yeah. of skincare, I guess, but mm-hmm. it's bubble bath and then like an oil. And oh, they're luscious. They're so good. There's no anything bad in them. They've got all the good things. They smell divine. The kids were so excited by the packaging. It's so cute. The Sud Bud is so good. Like, so the bath becomes really nice and like, you can feel there's something in there. It's nice and it stays on their skin and it's very nourishing, but it's light. It's not too heavy. It makes really, really good bubbles. It's really kid friendly to squirt the amount in under the tap. And the skin wizard, I mean, Teddy has really sensitive skin like his mum. So what is the skin wizard? It's a body oil essentially. but For you, kids. For kids. So you can put it on after the bath or when Teddy has a shower, he does shower oil. Oh, and he puts it on and then it's just really, really nice. He gets really bad. Um, he doesn't get eczema anymore. He's grown out of that, but like dermatitis-y kind of things. And it's just so lovely. He's silky and velvety afterwards and he smells great. Although it doesn't have a fragrance, so I don't really know. I was going to ask, does Skin yeah. Wizard have a similar texture to Face Hero? Yeah, it's very similar, but it doesn't smell as strong. But yeah, he's just so clean and delicious and feels nice. And Fine. anyway, they're already empty and I only got them recently. They're really, really good. So if you need bubble bath mm-hmm. or any kind of skincare, if you've got a sensitive skin kid or just kids who like that kind of stuff because I know you highly recommend grow highly too. recommend grow too I want to try the full range because everything's been divine well that, that brings, brings us, us to the end, end of our coming of age story <laughs> thanks for being with us guys we're about to come see you we're one week shy oh my god of hitting Melbourne. Obviously, if you can grab a last minute ticket, freaking run to do it. I'm sure you've been seeing all our fun teasers on the internet. Curtain's about to go up, Jem. I feel sick about I it. I know. I feel really nervous, but in the best way. Yeah. In the best, best way. I'm like, it's showtime. When I feel really anxious, I have to remind myself that we are performing in front of the most supportive audience. Yes. You know, it's, it's the different. DLs. Like, I think about theatre days yeah, where yeah, you yeah. feel like everyone's coming with a critical eye, yeah. even your peers. Yes. Like when Rev 
Rose and I were in the industry. It's competitive. It's yeah. tough. And we were racked with nerves and we cared about reviews of the yeah. show. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. With our show, I'm just, I'm just pumped for the hang element. Totally. I'm really excited for the surprises we have in store. I know. We have I think so that, many yeah, of you. We, like I, I feel, you know, I think some DLs will be like, you've given away so much. I actually no, we haven't. I don't think we have. We haven't at all. You don't know the half of it. Yeah. And my favorite thing in the world is when people say, so if it's not a live podcast, what is it? And it's like, and I actually <laughs> struggle. No, that's it. I struggle yeah. to define what category it fits into. And yeah. Revs and I have said this to each other. We're creating a category. Like it actually, yeah, totally. it doesn't exist. Like no. we have not seen a podcast duo do a show like this. Nah, it's its own little genre, which is our favorite thing. Yeah. So please come along and have a good night with us. I just can't wait to be in the room with you all. Bring it on. Anyway, we'll be back in your ears on Friday. As always. With some juicy lemons. We love you, DLs. Bye-bye. Bye.